0: Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. Today is January 31st, 2019. The day was January 31st, 1919. It had been just over two months since World War I ended, and Scotland was feeling the economic impact of its resolution. People frustrated with the lack of jobs in the long 54-hour work week had already been striking for days. But on this day, those frustrations rose to a climax. Somewhere between 20,000 and 25,000 people gathered in George Square in Glasgow, Scotland, to protest. And all this commotion scared the British government. Government officials were already on edge because of other uprisings around Europe. Scotland's secretary, Robert Monroe, had even declared that the Glasgow situation wasn't just a strike, but a Bolshevist uprising. So the protest became a battle of police versus demonstrators on a day that came to be known as Bloody Friday. Nobody died in the riots, but accounts of the day's events have gone on to reach a mythical status in Scottish history. Scotland had sent a lot of its men to fight in the First World War. Glasgow alone had enlisted 200,000 men and Glasgow was a hub of industry during the war. Clydeside, the region along the Clyde River in Scotland, was home to a bustling shipbuilding industry. The shipyards at Clydeside were the biggest provider of vessels to the Royal Navy, and the region produced a lot of armaments. So when Scottish men left for war, a bunch of women joined the workforce to keep cranking out ships and munitions for the fight. But just because business was booming, didn't mean business was good. Workers' conditions were poor. People worked long days and weren't paid well for it. Tensions were rising between factory owners and industrial workers. Civil unrest was brewing and the organized labor movement was growing in Glasgow. So after the war ended in November 1918, troops were demobilizing and returning to Scotland, looking for work. But munitions factories were closing, and both industrial workers and returning soldiers found themselves out of work. So the Clyde Workers Committee, made up of engineering shop stewards from different trade unions, decided to advocate for less hours for current workers. If people only worked 40 hours a week, there would be more jobs available for the soldiers who were coming home from war. But factory owners, on the other hand, wanted to keep a longer work week so there would be less jobs and a reserve of unemployed people. On January 18th, leaders of the Clyde Workers' Committee called a strike to demand a 40-hour work week. And on January 27th, the strikes began. At first, employers trade union officials and the government just waved off the strike, dismissing it as a minor dispute that would fizzle out soon enough. But by the 30th of January, it was clear that was definitely not the case. Tens of thousands of workers in Clydeside were striking. Electricity supply workers and miners had even gone on strike in sympathy. The Clyde Workers Committee sent out flying pickets, or people who travel to places where workers are on strike to incite more people to strike, to help spread the mission faster. On January 29th, strikers rallied in Glasgow and marched to George Square. A group of leaders from the Clyde Workers Committee, including Willie Gallagher, Manny Shenwell, and David Kirkwood, met with the Lord Provost of Glasgow at the Glasgow City Chambers. They requested he ask the council to tell employers they needed to grant workers a 40-hour work week. The Lord Provost said he couldn't give them an answer just yet and to come back on the 31st. But as people waited in the square to hear the Lord Provost reply, the police began attacking demonstrators, seemingly unprovoked. The police baton charged the crowd and the demonstrators fought back. Gallagher punched the chief constable and was beaten. Kirkwood was hit with batons. People threw water bottles at police, smashed windows, and looted. As the violence escalated, police retreated. But the fighting continued for hours. Nineteen police officers and 34 strikers were injured. Martial law had not been declared, so the government didn't have the authority to send out troops. The War Cabinet met in London and discussed the problem in Glasgow, but it was the Sheriff of Lanarkshire who requested a military deployment. The troops arrived after the riots were over, and they started patrolling the power stations and set up tanks in the area. By Sunday, the city settled down, and the troops left after about two weeks. Gallagher and Shinwell were arrested for inciting a riot and put on trial. They were convicted and got jail time, but other strike leaders put on trial were acquitted. Workers had not won the strike for a 40-hour working week, so they returned to an agreement union officials had already reached with employers for a 47-hour work week. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little bit more about history today than you did yesterday. Hey guys, I know that I sound a little bit raspy today. I'm recovering from a cold, but thank you so much for bearing with me. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history.